Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. Where the Lord has me on this morning, I know we had corporate worship, but can you do me a favor, just with the fruit of your lips, begin to bless his name. Come on. Begin to bless his name. Father, you are worthy and worthy to be praised. God, there's none like you. Come on, with the fruit of your lips, let's, let's lift this place with worship and adoration to God. Father, you're worthy. We honor you in this place. God, we declare hallelujah to you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, God, for breath in our body. Thank you, God, for the use and activity of our limbs. God, thank you, God, that we can even lift our hands and give you praise. In this moment, God, we want you to know, God, how much we love you, how much we adore you. God, in a corporate voice, God, we give you glory on this morning. Come on, give him glory. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. As my wife has declared, God, we've only come for you. Help your people today, God, we pray. Hallelujah. Somebody give God a hand clap of praise. Honor you in this place, Lord. you in this place. So good to see everybody in the house of the Lord. If you can, I want you to take up your Bibles. Let us stand to our feet. I want us to go to the Old Testament book of the Bible, the book of Isaiah. I want us to look at verse 55, chapter 55 rather, Isaiah chapter 55, and I want us to look at one verse, verse number six. I'm reading from the New Living Translation of the Bible. The Bible says this, seek the Lord. Somebody say, seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him now while he is near. I think that's so critical. Seek the Lord. Somebody say, wow, you can find him. Call on him now while he is near. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to minister from this subject. What's required of the seeker or required to seek? Somebody say, what's required to seek? I need us to understand something that throughout scripture, we're admonished to seek the Lord. You can look throughout every book of the Bible. There's some um, variation of this admonishment to seek the Lord. But here's the sad reality is that many believers are apathetic towards seeking the Lord. In other words, many believers, we lack intention. We're not intentional about seeking the Lord. So we reserve seeking the Lord on Sundays only, only when I find myself in church. Somebody say that's a problem. Uh, so so we, we lack intention. Not only do we lack intention, but I think we lack interest. Many believers don't have a desire to seek the Lord. Somebody say that's a problem. And here's the other thing, when, when we get into places where we need to seek the Lord, we also lack intensity. In, in other words, we go through the motions when we seek the Lord, and this is why many times on Sunday mornings, my wife feels like she has to push us to a certain place because we lack, somebody say, intensity. That, that, that's a real, real bad problem. I, I, I want us to see something in Psalm chapter 53, Verses two through three, because somebody may be saying, how do I know, Pastor Keith, that sounds good. I know you think men are not intentional. Men lack interest. Men lack intensity. But notice what God says. He says he looks down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there are any who understand, any who seek God. And then here's what the Bible says. But every one of them has turned aside. They have become corrupt. There is none who does good. No, not one. If we can be honest, we we make everything else a priority other than seeking God. 
God says, I, I, I look. I'm, God is looking for those that seek him. And, and when he looks down, he finds believers, somebody say, being lazy. And I know for many believers, when presented with this reality, we'll present excuses. We'll say, Pastor Keith, I'm not really lazy, but there's, there's reasons why I don't seek the Lord like I should. Many say, I don't have enough time to seek the Lord. Uh, many of us will say, I, I, I don't know how to seek the Lord like the mothers of old. Even more, the Lord does not respond when I seek him. Somebody say a whole bunch of excuses. And watch this. I want you to understand this. What you present as an excuse for your ability to seek the Lord is really a plan of the enemy. Whenever I come up with an excuse not to seek the Lord or why I can't seek the Lord or why I don't have time to seek the Lord, that's a plan of the enemy. So it's not an excuse. Somebody say that's the enemy. The, the, the enemy does not want us to seek the Lord with intention, with interest or with intensity. That's a plan of the enemy. And somebody might be saying, so, so the critical question is, is why is it so difficult for believers to seek the Lord? And why does the enemy not want us to seek the Lord? And notice this. The enemy knows that there's provision accessible to those that seek him. We find that in Matthew 6, 33. There's even prosperity. Somebody say prosperity. prosperity. To those that seek him, we find that in Psalm 34, 10. And then the Bible reminds us that there's peace accessible to those that seek him. That's Psalm 69 and 6. And here's why the enemy does not want you to seek the Lord because he knows you have access to too much. Somebody say, I've got access to too much. Many of us negate, watch this, what we have access to because we have apathy towards seeking the Lord. And this is why the Lord, the enemy wants you to have excuses not to seek the Lord because the enemy knows what you have access to. And here's the critical question. Not only do we deny ourselves access to some things, we make ourselves subject to be destroyed by the enemy when we don't seek the Lord. I need y'all to catch what I just said. Beyond the access, beyond being denied access, somebody say, I don't want to be destroyed. And how do I know that we're subject to being destroyed? Let's look at Hosea. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. It says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So if I don't have an understanding of what I have access to because of the seeking of God, I'm subject, watch this, to be destroyed. Uh, somebody say, I need, I need revelation. So, so I, we've got to get a level of revelation concerning why we seek the Lord. It's not that the psalmist is trying to push me to seek him. It's not just that the pastor wants me to seek God, but I don't want to be destroyed. Someone say, I don't want to be destroyed. Uh, this means, watch this, our inability to understand the secrets of seeking the Lord will cause us to be subject to be destroyed. Uh, so over these next few weeks, I'm going to be... Um, traversing through this sermon series called the secrets of seeking uh there's somebody say there's secrets to seeking so i want to i want to examine the resolve of the seeker uh, what 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 should be my posture as i seek god uh, and then i want us to understand his response to the seeker now that's good news right there and, and then i also want us to examine the reward of the seeker but this morning, I want us to examine what's required of me because I cannot approach God, somebody say, any kind of way. So, so, so I've got to know as I seek God, I've got to know what's required of me because I think one of the most frustrating things about seeking God is that many of us seek him and we see no fruit. And we wonder why we don't see any fruit. We think God is mad, of, mad with us, but maybe it's because we haven't given him what's required of us. Did y'all catch what I just said? Uh, so I've got to give God first what's required of me. And this, this morning, I believe we find the answer to this question in our foundational text. Because you can watch this pursue the Lord in vain. You've got a lot of people laying on altars pursuing God in vain. You've got a lot of people holding prayer vigils pursuing God in vain. Because it requires something of me. And despite what you believe, there are parameters concerning our pursuit of God. And if we desire to receive from the Lord, then we must understand what's required of us. So before we examine our text, I, want, I think it's important to note that where we find ourselves in Isaiah chapter 55. 
It was written to address the children of Israel after they were out of, um, um, coming out of exile. So anybody that knows um, Bible history, I need you to understand the children of Israel um, were held captive by King Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon. They had lost the promised land that God had given them. So in this point in the book of Isaiah, we find the children of Israel coming out of exile. Here's why that's significant. Because these were a people that were held captive. These were people, watch this, not only that they were held captive, but they were confined from worship. In other words, Nebuchadnezzar did not want them worshiping the God they said they served. All right? so, so, so they had this level of being um, confined from worship. And then not only that, they were subject to a carnal environment. All of this, God is revealing to us that he's speaking to these people. So why is this significant? Why is this important to understand? Because God says, I don't care that you were in captivity. I don't care that you were confined in worship. I don't care that you were in a carnal environment. He says in Isaiah 55, I still need you to seek me. So why is that important to understand? Because some of y'all saying, you don't know, Pastor Gabe, how these demons on my job. I get all of that. That means, watch this, there will be seasons where it will be difficult to seek him, but it's still required of you. I don't care how tough it gets. I don't care how many people leave your life. I don't care how demonic you think the environment is. God says, I still require you to seek me. Because some of y'all got some excuses right now why you can't seek God. You don't know how he treated me, Pastor Keith. He left me without anything, but God is still requiring you to seek him. So he, he, he makes no excuses for these believers. And somebody say it was years. They were in captivity for years. This means there will be seasons of afflictions, seasons of attacks, and even seasons where you might seem, someone say alone, but God is still requiring us to seek him. And somebody may be saying, why? Somebody shout, why? Because as it was for these believers in our foundation, of text, so it must be for us. It is in difficult seasons where the Lord wants us to depend on him. The reason why God was telling the children of Israel, I need you to seek me because, because I know you came out of a traumatic experience. You're going to need me. You're going to have to depend on me in this next season. So if I want to endure the difficult seasons, somebody say, I've got to seek him. And watch this. If I don't seek him even in the difficult seasons, I'll take the new season for granted. So God says, I, I, I need you to seek me. I don't care what it looked like. Somebody say, I still got to seek him. So in other words, we're without excuse. Therefore, this morning, it is, uh, my, my prayer is, is that we still find ourselves seeking the Lord. No matter what season we might find ourselves in, we've got to seek the Lord. We've got to seek him in all seasons, even when it seems difficult to do so. And watch this. Next week, I'm really going to talk about the resolve. So, so, so what is my posture in seeking God? How do I do it even in the midst of difficult seasons? But I'm going to lay the foundation for us this morning. So here's what I want us to do. Let's examine the text. The Bible says the first portion says, seek the Lord. Somebody say, seek the Lord. We're commanded to seek the Lord because we've been created to seek him. Somebody say, I've been created to seek him. And this is why the New Living Translation of Acts 15, 17 declares this. So that the rest of humanity might seek the Lord, including the Gentiles, all, all those that I've called to be mine, the Lord has spoken. In other words, he's created us to seek him. God has created us, somebody say, by his spirit. Somebody say, with the spirit. So that our spirit might yearn after him. Uh, and every person is created to be in communion with him. And this is why I watch this. So many people spend their entire lives seeking to understand their identity. Somebody say there's a yearning. Uh, so many people spend their entire lives searching after what gives them purpose. Somebody say that's a yearning. And so many people seek uh, their entire lives trying to find themselves. You know, you got 50, 60 year olds still trying to find themselves. Somebody say that's a yearning. In other words, God has given us a spirit that should yearn after his spirit. But hear this, if that seeking is not directed to the one that it was originally intended for, watch this, we find ourselves in danger. This is why our yearning must be yielded, somebody say, to him. This yearning to understand who I am, trying to find your way. Somebody say, yield it to him. 
And this is why David declared this in the latter portion of Psalm 143.6. He said, my soul longs for you like a thirsty land. So in other words, the critical question we've got to ask ourselves, if I struggle with seeking God, I've got to ask myself, what does my soul long for? Somebody say, what does my soul long for? Because here's the problem with a lot of believers when we fail, like I said, if we don't direct our, our, our yearning to the one that it was originally intended for, we find ourselves in danger. So this is why folk will go after psychics. Somebody say that's dangerous. that's dangerous. This is why many folk will go and try to get a palm reading. Somebody say that's dangerous. And this is why some of y'all follow y'all horoscope like it's the Bible. Somebody say that's dangerous. See, y'all don't like that this morning. So here's a word of wisdom. This is why, watch this, many believers find themselves in mess, married the wrong person, and just mad at life because their seeking was misdirected. I never want to find, and watch this, I said this, um, I was preaching somewhere a few weeks ago, and I said this concerning the enemy, and I believe I've said this to y'all before as well. The enemy is cunning, he's crafty, and he's also subtle. So the enemy will present things in your life that you can seek to try to find answers for your life. And somebody say, I find myself in mess. And somebody say, not only married the wrong person, sometimes, sometimes y'all seeking advice from your mama. Somebody say, your mama. And your mama carnal and it got you in somebody say, some mess. Okay. I hope y'all heard that and I hope you heard that real good. What, what, I'm, I'm, somebody say, I'm going to give you a Bible. Watch what Leviticus 19.31 says. The Bible says, give no regard to mediums. Somebody say, that's, that's like psychics. And it's really just folk that are carnal and familiar spirits. Do not seek after them to be defied by them. I am the Lord your God. Somebody say, where do I go for answers? If, I'm, if my seeking is misdirected, I'll find myself, somebody say, in a mess. In other words, watch this. This is why um, our, what our seeking that is required of us involves a permissible unction. A permissible unction. Here's one definition of that word unction. It means anointing or to soothe or comfort. Ooh, that's, good, that's good to know. A permissible, in other words, this is the area where I'm allowed to find comfort and soothing when the issues of life arise. So in other words, where do you find comfort when the issues of life arise? If it's not in God or the things of God, somebody say, I find myself in a mess. And here's what happens when you don't um, um, make it a, a habitual habit to find your comfort in God. You find your comfort in something that will cause you to be an addict. So, so, so now I depend on this more than I depend on God. And I run to this, watch this, before I run to God. Just somebody say, it ain't got to be drugs. It don't have to be drugs. It becomes, watch this, now an idol that you become addicted to. And many of us, we find comfort in our food. Somebody say, I ain't lying. And it's not permissible. For me, God is saying, I've given you something that's permissible, a permissible unction, something that you can find a level of, somebody say comfort. And that's somebody say, that's him. That's him. Yep, that's why you big now, because you just find comfort in food. I'm, I'm, I'm being real now. I told, my, I told my wife this, and I'm working on it myself. Hear me and hear me good. I said, I've been finding comfort in food. I've been so stressed that I eat any and everything and I don't even manage what I'm eating. In other words, God is saying that's not permissible for you. And I told my wife this and I'm going to tell y'all this and I don't care who hearing it. I said, I said, boo, you know what? I think I might be killing myself. And I was not playing because I found, watch this, it became something that I found comfort in and it was killing me. And God says it's not permissible Somebody say, pray for the pastor. Yeah, y'all got to pray for me. Y'all got to pray for me. In other words, we've been given permission to seek the Lord in order to provide comfort to what has us confused. Oh, somebody say, um, God is not the author of confusion. He's not the author of confusion, so he wants you to find clarity. Somebody say, in him. 
there's no level of confusion in our lives that our seeking of him won't give us clarity. And this is why our foundational text begins with these words. The Bible says, seek the Lord. And it's important to note, watch this, that just a chapter earlier in Isaiah 54, the children of Israel, did I put this on the screen? Watch this, were dismayed by rejection. You can read it yourself. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 4. They, they were dismayed. They didn't know what to do. Folk had ran out of their lives. The Bible says in Isaiah 54, 11, that they were dismayed by the ruins of their land. God, how am I going to pick up the pieces after this? And then they said they were even dismayed by the rumors against them. We find that in Isaiah 54, 17. They were dismayed by a whole bunch of stuff, but that's just a few of the th stuff they were dismayed by. And then the Bible goes on in chapter 55 to say, seek the Lord. In other, in other words, what God was saying, I know the enemy wants to cause a level of confusion in your life, but don't find comfort in anything else other than me. Because what you're going to do is produce another level of confusion if you don't seek me and you seek something else. Somebody say, I'm in a whole bunch of mess. Yeah, you get yourself in a whole bunch more mess when you seek something other than God. Uh, so this is why the prophet Isaiah admonishes these believers to seek the Lord because this is the place where we find rest from what troubled them. And notice this. This is why the psalmist declared these words in Psalm 121, 1 through 2. He says, lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does come my help? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So in other words, when the issues of life arise, I've got to lift up my eyes. Woo. Listen, somebody say, lift up your eyes. I've got to make sure that my seeking is directed from where my help comes from. Ooh, don't depend on nothing else. Somebody say, don't depend on nothing else. In other words, seek the Lord. Somebody shout, seek the Lord. This is why we've been given. There's this natural desire. Somebody say it's natural. When we're in the midst of trouble, when the issues of life arise, when we're trying to find ourselves, there's this natural yearning to try to fulfill it. So we're looking for what we're fulfilling. And God says, lift up your eyes. Don't fulfill it with anything else because it, be, it will become an idol. And somebody say, I'll become an addict. Yeah. So we've been given this permissible unction. And that unction is to seek him. Somebody say, seek him. Well, so the first thing I needed us to understand, the reason why it's required of us is because he's been, he's, he, God is spirit. He made us by his spirit. He's given us a spirit, and that spirit is designed to yearn after him. Somebody say yearn after him. So let's look at the next portion of the text. The Bible says this, while you can. Too many believers are casual and complacent with their seeking of the Lord. Even more, watch this, many of us seek God when it's convenient. Somebody say convenient. We only seek God in times of trouble. We only seek God when we sick and on our deathbed. We only seek God when it's uh, convenient, when everything is lined up. Someone say that's dangerous. Uh, that, that I'm casual with my, my seeking of God. That, that I I'm complacent with it. That I, I do it when it's convenient. But as a believers, I need you to understand, you can't afford to be casual, you can't afford to be complacent, and you can't afford to wait the, to, until everything's convenient. And this is why our foundational text, notice this, admonishes us to seek the Lord, someone say, while you can. In other words, y'all may not like this, there is a time frame to take your cares to the Lord. Woo. Somebody say, somebody shout, why? Because the seeking of God requires, someone say, grace. There's, there's a grace that has to be upon my life and that God has to extend for me able to see fruit from my seeking. I need y'all to catch that and catch that real good. Don't skate over that. Someone say, I need grace. Yeah, I need grace. Because you could just miss your season. If I'm not careful and I don't seek the Lord concerning this church I can wait years. I can be complacent. I'm just going to do what God, I'm just going to let God do what God going to do. And I miss my season for the church, for God to move for the church because grace has lifted. Someone say grace has lifted. I'm going to give you Bible because I don't think y'all feeling me. The Bible says in Ezra chapter nine, verse eight. And now for a little while, grace has been shown. And watch it says from the Lord, our God. 
In other words, there are seasons where God extends grace. Watch this for certain purposes. So if I'm so casual, I know God says it's not good for man to be alone, but you can start praying when you're 82 and you're going to miss your boo. Did y'all hear what I just said? Because he was looking for you when you were 22 and you waited until you were 82. And God had set it up for you, but you had not seek God. Y'all stand with me. See, y'all don't like that. Y'all just think everything's just going to happen. Some stuff is going to require you to seek God and God is going to have to levy a, a piece of grace. So I'm going to say grace. Oh, I don't want to miss my season of grace. He says, and watch what he says. And now, so I'm going to say for a little while. That means there's a period where this grace may not be there. This means God gives us grace to seek him. And if we simply choose to seek him when we want to, then our window of grace might be unavailable. And here lies why many believers, watch this, get frustrated when the Lord does not respond to their seeking. Could it be that the Lord did not respond because you did not pursue him? Someone say urgently. So here's, here's what's required of me. When God gives you an unction to pray, don't tell folk you're going to pray for them and don't pray. I've gotten a habit now when I tell folk that I'm going to pray and God put it on my heart, I pray. Someone say right now. When God tells you that I need you to pray concerning this job offer that, I, that he's presented before you, someone say pray right now. Oh no, somebody, I ain't gonna say their name, but somebody was just saying, just talking to us about somebody who had an opportunity for a certain job and they lost it. Maybe could it have been that they had not pursued God? Somebody say urgently. Yeah, you gotta pray. Somebody say right now. I don't wanna miss that grace that God has for me in a certain season. And I miss, watch this, what's been reserved for me. And some of us get so complacent with our seeking of God. We have to pursue the Lord. Watch this like our life is on the line. And here's the reality. Our life does depend on it. Did y'all catch what I just said? I'm going to pursue him like my life is on the line. But here's the reality. My life does depend on it. I'm going to give you a Bible. That's what the Bible says in Acts 17, 28. For in him we live, we move, and we have our being. In other words, my pursuit of him. Somebody say it depends on me. I don't want to make a decision and God ain't in it. I, I don't want to find myself in a place and God ain't give me grace for it. I, I don't want to make a decision based on my intellect and God is far from it. Oh, somebody say, help me, God. Because I, I need y'all to understand this and understand it really well. The ability for you to see fruit in a certain season, it requires grace. I don't care about your gift. It requires grace. And this is why folk may not seem as gifted as you think yourself to be. And they, they, they experience so much fruit in their life. Somebody say it's not the gift. It's, not the gift. it's his grace. It's his grace. So I want to find myself not just in the place of the gifting, but in the place of his grace. And this is why I've got to pursue him so that he can take me to my season of grace. Ooh, that's good news, y'all. Ah, that's good news. We don't have the time to depend on our intellect. We ain't got time to depend on good ideas. We ain't even got a time to fail to seek him because of some thinking. We ain't, we, 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 you, y'all know many of us don't seek him because we feel like we got insecurities. So we feel like we can't pray like Deacon Ascended. We feel like we don't know God like Pastor Keith. And we allow our insecurities to stop us from pursuing God. Somebody say urgently. Somebody say, I ain't got to know but one scripture. I don't need to know the whole Bible to pursue him urgently. And maybe, watch this, maybe the reason why he has not revealed his word to you in the degree that he does to some other folk, because you have not pursued him urgently. Yeah, urgently. I remember in the infancy stages of my, of my walk with God, I was so enamored by this homeless guy that I met. I was probably, I had to be in my young 20s. And I told my wife, this man know the Bible so good. This man ain't even have his Bible open. And he was just quoting scriptures. And I said, I want to know God like that. And I did not start knowing God like that until I pursued him urgently. Ooh. Now that's good news to me. Somebody say, pursue him urgently. 
My life is on the line. Somebody say, my life is on the line. Yeah, my life is on the line. This is why David said in Psalm 27, 4, that this one thing, somebody say one thing, that he desired was to seek the Lord. Here's why this is critical. Because David knew if he could desire only the Lord, only the Lord, then all his other desires would be taken care of. Now that's good. Many of us are pursuing so many other things other than God. We're pursuing our careers, we're pursuing our ministries, we're pursuing our marriages, and we're not pursuing God. And God says, if you pursue me, all the other desires will be taken care of. That's why the Bible says in Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord. Someone say, seek the Lord. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. So, maybe the reason why I'm not seeing any fruit from my seeking is because my seeking is misdirected. I'm bringing all of my stuff before God and I'm not seeking the God of the stuff. Did y'all catch what I just said? And we go to God. This is why it's dangerous to only go to God when it's convenient. When I'm in a time of trouble. Because what it says to God is that your trouble is more a priority than I am. Somebody say that's dangerous. And here's how I know God thinks that way. Because he says, you shall have no other gods before me. So in other words, it's, this is why the enemy is so subtle. Because he gets us to seek God in times of trouble. And what we're saying to God, this is the only time that I see your face. This is the only time that you call my name. And really what he says, you've made me not a priority in your life. Somebody say you've got idols. See, y'all ain't look at it that way. You think you just going going before God. And God says, you've got idols. There's one Hebrew translation of this word, delight, means to live in or spend enjoyment in. Yet the critical thing to understand is that you cannot live in a place that you did not first pursue. You cannot delight yourself in God if you first do not. Someone say, pursue him. And I'm going to give y'all this. Even if you fail to occupy a place with urgency, then that leaves room for someone else to occupy a place that may even have been reserved for you. Did y'all hear what I just said? Book a hotel now. Don't get there when you're supposed to get there. Get there the next day. I booked it. I reserved it. They done gave your room to somebody else. Because I did not pursue it. Somebody say with urgency. In other words, God, this is why God uses men to accomplish things on the earth. He does that. But God ain't going to wait on you when you're wasting time with him. His work and will will always be accomplished in the earth. So hear this. This is why Saul was anointed. Somebody say Saul was anointed. But because Saul was disobedient, he gave it over to David. This is what the Bible says. I would have allowed your kingdom to reign forever. But he, w- he did not pursue God. Someone say urgently. So God, watch this. Y'all ain't gonna like this. This is probably gonna mess up somebody's theology. God can speak to you. God can say, I've got this for you. God can say, I've set this ministry aside for you. But because you did not give it uh, your, the right priority, you did not seek him like you should have, God will give that ministry, somebody say to somebody else. And that's somebody say, that's Bible. This is why I don't even play with this work that God has been giving my hands. Some days I be tired. Some days I can't even think straight. But I know that I've got to pursue it with urgency. Because if I don't do it, God will find somebody else who will. And you be around here crying because you lost your man. You may, maybe could, you lost him because you did not give that man somebody say priority. God ain't giving him to you. But he'll give him to somebody else. See, y'all don't like that. I know y'all don't. But I'm telling you, it's Bible. It's Bible. Hold on to your man. Somebody say real tight. Yeah, they out here. They sliding in DMs. They will. They do. They still slide in them now. And this is why we must seek the Lord. The Bible says, while we can. In other words, don't wait till you think what is the right time. Somebody say pursue him. Don't wait until you think you got things in order. Somebody say pursue him. Don't wait until you talk to somebody. Somebody say pursue him. 
and pursue him urgently because it's required of our seeking. Because we can only seek him, watch this, while we can. Ooh, that's dangerous, y'all. I don't want to miss out on what God has for me because I wanted everything to be in order. You know what folks say? My life ain't right yet. I'm still, God's still doing some stuff in me. I'm still trying to work this stuff out. And you're going to miss out what God has for you because you did not pursue him. Somebody say urgently. So that's required of me. And here's this. I'm done. Uh, the Bible says find him. It's important for every believer to know that God's presence is not revealed to all. I need y'all to understand it. He doesn't reveal his presence to everybody. Somebody say he don't do it for everybody. How do I know? How do I know? Let me give you a Bible. I don't never like to just say stuff that sounds cute. Can we get to the next screen? Watch this. Genesis 4.16 reminds us that Cain was cast from the Lord's presence. Leviticus 22.3 reminds us that the unclean are cut off from the Lord's presence. And Psalm 107 reminds us that who, those who practice deceit... Watch this. Somebody, somebody say, somebody who tell lies cannot continue in the Lord's presence. So in other words, his presence is not revealed to everybody. Somebody say, it ain't, it ain't for everybody. It ain't for everybody. I know it ain't for everybody, but I want it to be for me. That means there are times when the Lord's presence can be unavailable. And I know we may not like this. And I, I know this may mess up someone's theology concerning God being omnipresent. Yet just because God is everywhere at all times, that presence is not revealed to all. So here's the good news. If we are his seed, then we be, can be confident that he will not forsake us. We are reminded of this in Deuteronomy 31 and 8. Stay with me. Why is this significant? This means if the Lord's presence is with us and in all things, we must seek the Lord until his presence is revealed. In other words, if the Bible says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, when I'm in difficult seasons, it can sometimes feel like God ain't there. But if I know he's omnipresent, what God is really trying to say, I need you to seek me until you see me in it. And the reason why folk give up on seasons that have been ordained by God is because we did not seek him until I see him. How do I know? The Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous. In this world, you'll face many troubles. And many of us lose our minds over the afflictions. And we don't know God is in it with us. Oh, somebody say, seek him. They did, listen, I, I, I told my wife the other day, I said, I got to give you an emotional dump. Because I'm going through so much that I can't see God. But I've been waking up. She, she'll tell you every morning, on my knees. God, I don't see you yet, but I'm going to seek you until you show yourself in it. God, it don't feel like you're in it yet, but I'm going to stay on my face until I see you in it. If you said you'll never leave me nor forsake me, let me seek you until I see you. There are times, watch this, where the righteous will encounter affliction. But we must seek the Lord until we find his presence in the midst of affliction. There are times where the righteous will endure in tax, but we got to seek the Lord until we see the Lord in the midst of the attacks. And watch this. There are going to be times where the righteous engage the agenda of the enemy. And the enemy may be on us on every side, but I'm going to seek him until I see God's presence in the midst of the agenda of the enemy. Somebody say, he's right there with me. Yeah, he's right there with me. And watch this, because if you can't find, watch this, the God's presence in the midst of affliction, attacks in the enemy's agenda, you will feel as if the Lord has forsaken you. Listen, I, some say I've come too far to give up now. And that's why God wants me to find myself on my face so even when I can't feel him, I can find him. Because you can act so deep if you want to, there's some seasons where you can't feel him. There's some seasons where it feels like he's not there. But I'm going to seek God until I find you. Somebody say, Lord, help me find you. That's why I, I, this is why I ain't take myself out now. Because I'm finding him in it. Uh, and there are times when dealing with death, you need to find God when you can't feel him. There's time when you're dealing with deceit and focus lying on you. And you got to find God when you can't feel him. And when just dealing, watch this, with other folk drama, I've got to find God when I can't feel him. The good news is the Lord wants the believer 
to find him in all things, to remind the believer that he is yet with us. If, if nothing else don't prove this point, somebody say the pandemic did. The pandemic was difficult. We could not feel God, but I knew God was still with us. How do I know? Somebody say, I'm still here today. Yeah, I'm going to find you even when I can't feel you. But that, that only requires, somebody say, seeking him. And this is why, watch what Jesus reminds us of in Matthew 7, 7. He told his believers this. He says, ask and it will be given to you. Somebody say, seek and you will find. God says, if you just seek me, you'll find me. I'm not going to try to figure out how to get out of this mess, but I just want to find God in the mess. And many of us are looking for solutions to get out of the mess. And God is saying, find me in the mess. Oh, because watch this. The Bible says that the, the, that, that the Lord is a strong tower. And the righteous run in and are saved. So in the midst of trouble, I got to find a strong tower. And someone watch this. The Bible says it's his name. So I got to call on his name. I love Miss Jackie. She just said, I'm going to call on the name of Jesus. In the midst of trouble, I got to call on. I got to find you, God. When I can't feel you. Somebody say help me find them. When I can't feel them. Help us God. Jesus promises that if we seek him. We will find him. And this is why our foundational text admonishes us. To seek him. Until we find him. And watch this. The word find in our foundational text. In Isaiah 55 and 6. Is the Hebrew word matzah. And one translation of this word means. To discover to locate, or even more, to reveal. In other words, when I seek him, I'm waiting on God to be discovered. I'm just, I'm, I'm seeking to locate God in the midst of all that's going on. And we've got to know this. This journey called Christianity is not a cakewalk. I don't know what, I, I love Joel Osteen. I know he's going to encourage you. But sometimes you got to let the saints, you got some say you got to be real with the saints. Because if you're not real with the saints, you'll fall apart when life falls apart. And somebody say, it will fall apart. It will fall apart. When I lost my job back in 2015, I thought my life was falling apart. Because I know this one right here, I got to take care of her. Oh, and I ain't saying I got to, but that, that's, I'm going to say this, boo, it's my obligation to take care of you so in other words I was struggling with what to do so I had to ask God I need to find you because I wasn't getting no jobs y'all I was applying for stuff I thought I had knocked it out of the park with one interview and they ain't give me the job so somebody say I had to find God God where are you and when I found where he was I got where he was and everything else was worked out someone say find God yeah, I could have messed myself up thinking I'm doing it in that interview. I ain't do nothing. I had to sit myself on down. So in other words, we're required to seek the Lord until the Lord's presence is no longer unavailable. Whew, that's good news to me, y'all. I made mention of this in my sermon. I'm done. But we must long to seek the Lord because the seeking of the Lord is our lifeline. Somebody say it's my lifeline. Our life depends on seeking God. And this is why I don't want us to seek God in vain. You've got a lot of believers seeking God in vain because we're not seeking him with what's required of us. Someone say, this is required of me. Yeah, this is required of me. And this is why we can't afford to be complacent with our seeking. We can't be, um, seek him when it's convenient. Even more, this is why we must seek the Lord. We must be mindful of what's required of us. Every time I go before the Lord, I got to be mindful of what's required of me. Someone say you can't approach God in any kind of way. And our foundational text reminds that we have a permissible unction. I know you want to fulfill that void, but somebody say fulfill it with him. Oh, and then we got to make sure that we pursue God urgently. Don't listen. Don't tell me you're going to pray for me and you don't pray for me. Somebody say right now. And it ain't that deep, y'all. When folk tell me to pray for their child, I just set up a prayer right there and right now. God don't need those long drawn out prayers. God can do anything what he wants to do when he wants to do. God just wants to see our obedience. This is why the Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. I'm going to say my little, my, my little um, 
my little preschool prayer, and God gonna hear, and God gonna respond. The second, this is why he talked about the Pharisees and said these are the ones who like to pray in the marketplace, like to have on these long robes, like to say all these big words, and they, and the Bible says they got their reward. So sometimes we see people up here being so deep, got all these scriptures, praying all so deep, and God listens to the little babies in them more than they listen to them. So just pray right there, just to lift me up in prayer. When I say pray for the pastor, y'all just say, I'm Lord, keep him. That's all y'all say. <laughs> just say keep him, because I'm, I'm bound to take myself out. Lord, Lord, keep me. And then watch this. We've got to pursue his presence until his presence is no longer unavailable. Yeah, but yet, here's the critical question that we have to ask ourselves. What's required of us when we find his presence? It's one thing to pursue him, to get into his presence, but then what's required of me when I got it? Can you watch what the Bible says in Isaiah. Ooh, that should be 55 and 7. I want y'all to know that's Isaiah 55 verse 7. Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of their doing wrong. And let them turn to the Lord. He may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God, for he will forgive generously. In other words, when I get into the presence of God, it should purify all that's unclean. I don't just go to him for stuff. But if God don't do anything to me when I get in his presence, I've wasted my seeking. Somebody say, purify me, Lord. If you say you've been with God and you get up and you still the same, somebody say you ain't been with God. He's going to reveal how filthy you are. He's going to reveal how nasty you are. He's going to reveal how you, you can go, watch this, I can go to God on behalf of my wife and he's going to reveal how I've been talking to her all kind of ways. We go asking God to change folk and God is saying, no, I'm trying to change you. This is why it's dangerous to take our desires to God rather than desiring him. Because our our perception and our projection of our seeking is already off. Somebody say, God, do a work in me. When we get there, if God don't do nothing in us, somebody say, my seeking was in vain. This is what's required of us. I I believe this this next season, y'all, we're going into a season well, God is going to need us to seek him like we never saw him before. And I want us to pursue him with what's required of us. And I'm going to do something a little bit different this morning. I want us to stand to our feet. They didn't know that I was going to do this, but I'm going to ask Minister Dominique, if you don't mind coming for these next weeks where I'll be praying, somebody's going to lead us in prayer. And I want Minister Dominique to lead us corporately in prayer concerning what I've just ministered over. Set your heart postures to, to receive from the Lord, to seek his face. Come on, set our hearts towards him. Let us go to God in prayer. Oh, Heavenly Father, I ask that you do an inside job on this morning. God, search our hearts and reveal to us the things that we need to bring attention to. Whether it's conversations, whether it's relationships, Whatever it may be, God, cause us to see it how you see it, God. God, help us to remain committed to your word, God. Help us to hold on to your promises that you've given us. Help us to remain aligned to how you want us to be aligned, God. And so that if we veer too far to the left or too far to the right, I ask that you bring conviction upon our hearts, God. God, calls us to be like Moses, to step in the gap for the people of Israel, that when they sinned, he seek you urgently and came to you urgently, Lord, to pursue your presence because he needed a word from you, God. Calls us not to run to anybody else. Help us to make you the only option, not just an option, that we go to in time of need. Lord, help us to pursue your presence. 
Help us to remain devoted to you, God, not just the 10 and 15 minutes we may give to you in the morning, but help us to seek your face throughout our day. God, give us time on our busy schedule to seek, a, uh, to seek your word, to, to seek your face, to seek your, to, to seek your voice, God. Because truth of the matter is, we seek everything else. Family, friends, horoscopes, drugs, our jobs. Lord, we seek everything else. And when we can't find succession, then we turn to you, God. Never knowing that you had it laid up for us well in advance. Your word says, ask and you shall receive. The truth is we've been asking in other places rather than, the, rather than you, God. Help us not turn to creation and, and help us to turn towards the creator. But these are just means that you've given us. But ultimately, you hold a power. Ultimately, you hold a decision. Your word says, seek first the kingdom of God. And I'm paraphrasing it. And all these things will be given to us. Help us to seek first the kingdom of God. Lord, help us in this world. There's just so much happening that's causing us to draw away from your presence. But that's exactly where the enemy wants us. Isolated. Unguarded. Undisciplined. That's exactly where the enemy wants us. And so, God, I ask that you help us to find your presence, to seek your presence, and ultimately remind us that that's a discipline that we've failed too many times. It's not natural for us. And so, Lord, I ask that every day that we wake up, that we be disciplined to seek you because you have the answers. You have what you want for us. Lord, let us not put you on the back burner. Truth is that every single day you're waiting for us. But it's been days, it's been weeks, it's been months that we failed to seek your face and we find ourselves in mess. And you've been having the message for us all along. Lord, help us not to return to the old habits. Let us not lean on our own understanding. Help us to seek you in all of our ways, God. And it's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Let the people of God say amen. Amen. amen.